Warning. The podcast you are about to listen to will contain detailed plot spoilers. If you do not wish to have the movie ruined for you, I recommend turning the podcast off now. Also, the podcast will contain graphic and explicit language. If you don't think your ears can handle it, turn the podcast off and go change your tampon. You have been warned. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the... Welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast. Presented by RMJ Media. Season Screamings. Welcome back to the Movie Pit Podcast. This is your host, Ryan. And as always, my ghost host with the most, Seth. Howdy, y'all. So tonight we're going to be talking about 1984's Silent Night, Deadly Night. I know we talked about doing Santa Sleigh, but we're going to push that back one week. That way, Jesse can join us. So Santa Slayer will be next week, and then follow that with uh, Black Christmas. Okay. And I'm not sure. I think we might try to throw in one more holiday movie, even though it'll be after Christmas, but it's still December. So I think we might do better watch out, because I think you'll get a kick out of that movie. It's an interesting one. I'm uh, stoked. It was made a couple of years back, and it, it's a fun one. Uh, but as always, let's go around the horn. What we've been watching, what we want to see. What we what we don't want to see. Um, let's see here. So I've been watching. I started uh, watch Wednesday. <clears throat> okay, it's like a TV show about Wednesday Adams. Um, from what I've liked, or from what I've liked, seen far. There you go. That dyslexia for the win. <laughs> uh, what I what I've seen so far, I've liked. Um, I definitely say it's it is made by Tim Burton. So okay. I feel like this okay. was like his juiciest what dream he could have is like fucking doing this, dude. Like he was able to go like all out. You can tell. I mean, Danny Elfman and just all the character design. And okay. just it's it's fun though. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's enjoyable. Um I watched Wedding Crashers the other day. Okay. I haven't watched that movie in a hot minute, but I love that movie. Yeah. Will it, Ferrell's amazing in it. Yeah. I uh I forgot how As much it is. Vince Vaughn and Owen. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that sarcasm from Vince Vaughn is just so heroic, man. I I like the way that dude talks. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, and shit, I don't know, man. Uh, that's all I can really think of right now. Um, I did see it. Oh, and I saw a trailer for the new Scream movie, like Scream oh, 6. Oh, yeah, yeah, you told me about that, and I watched it this morning as well. Yeah, it doesn't that didn't really like make you all fucking excited to go see that yeah, franchise. Yeah. It, they used to be called teaser trailers, and for some reason now they're being written up as concept trailers. Um, if that's the concept they have for Scream Six, I'm gonna stay far, far. I, I say I'm gonna stay far, far. I'm. I know I'm gonna fucking watch oh, the yeah, goddamn course. movie. Yeah, but it does not look good. Mm-hmm. And the telltale sign is the fact that Nev Campbell, the person that that franchise banks on. Mm-hmm. didn't return yeah that tells you something right out the fucking gate and why did courtney cox hang on to it 
Because there's nothing else that she's doing. Yeah. She's like, all my friends are dying. Um, what the fuck is the difference between a concept trailer and a teaser trailer? I honestly have no idea where they came up with that fucking new term. Oh. I literally today, when I sent you that Crystal Lake thing, mm-hmm. it's the first time I've ever heard of a concept trailer. Yeah, when you sent it to me, I was like, is this something new or something only you know about? Or Yeah, I don't know. Um, I watched Dennis Leary's movie and Kevin Spacey movie, The Ref. I love that movie. It's a great holiday film. I don't care what you think about Kevin Spacey. I don't like the allegations or what he fucking did. Doesn't mean he's not a wasn't a good actor and made some damn good fucking movies. So people that tell me that I shouldn't watch Seven anymore, go fuck yourself. I'll watch whatever movie. That that reminds me of shit back uh, in the early nineties. My mom tried telling me that I couldn't watch Naked Gun because O.J. Simpson was in it. <laughs> Not going to happen. Right. It doesn't fly with me. Um, Watched planes, trains, and automobiles again, like I always do. I'll get back to what I was, what I've watched. Um, I did. We do now officially have a release date for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Mm -hmm. Just in time for Valentine's Day. It comes out February 13th. Sweet. I am looking forward to that movie so badly is there a trailer for it out yet yeah okay i'll, I'll send it to you <clears throat> i feel like i have seen it but i think i i know i showed it to ashley i don't know if i showed it to you um it just looks fucking great uh watched the big kid inside me had a watching miracle on 34th street it's a holiday classic mm. i am a sucker for holiday classics Fair. I'm sure in coming weeks I'll pull out fucking National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's a good one. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'll pull out Die Hard because I don't care what people say. That is a Christmas movie. Okay. Um, Gremlins, I'm sure will be. Mm. I'll be saying that I've watched that recently. Um, but that's pretty much it. The trailer, I will agree. Scream 6, I'm not looking forward to seeing. I did the concept trailer I sent you for... Uh, crystal lake mm. that intrigued me i uh, yeah, i look i think it could be a really interesting idea to do a friday the 13th prequel because it's mm. never been done before okay and yes there's been prequels to slasher movies in the past like fucking the the remake of texas chainsaw massacre came out then the following one was a prequel called texas chainsaw massacre the beginning then they made a prequel like you can always make a prequel doesn't mean you should <laughs> right i just hope they do it the right way centering it on pamela Voorhees and all that shit i think it'd be an interesting dynamic to say the least of yeah. how it all fits together um did you recognize any of the people who are putting it together so you like have hope for like you have any kind oh, yeah. of like hope for it You're like okay at least i i trust this dude to you know or, or person who's going to be working on it they're like yes it's, it well, be it's right. being put together by the guy who uh spearheaded hannibal the tv show oh oh i liked hannibal the tv yeah. show like a lot so of he's the one that's executive producer and creating it okay <clears throat> so yeah i definitely have hopes for that they definitely have the caliber of people behind it for this thing to be fucking amazing mm-hmm. 
they just can't screw the pooch. Like one misstep, you're gonzo. Well, and again, I we did watch the trailer, so we do have somewhat of an expectation. Uh-huh. Hopefully, that's not like, oh fuck, that was like the only good bits. Um, but from what I did see, if they do play off of that, and there's you know a whole bunch of amazing shit that goes with it, I'm I'm fucking pumped for it, man. Yeah, I'd be really curious to see what they do with it because mm-hmm. I know for a long time they were thinking about making a movie that was a prequel to A Nightmare on Elm Street. Like we don't need a Springwood slasher fucking prequel. Like let don't beat a dead horse. Let fucking Freddy be Freddy. Just make make more shitty sequels. We all expect <laughs> yeah. sequels to be shitty. Don't yeah. try doing a fucking prequel. Um before the dream. Like with you go stepping back to that Scream Six trailer. The fact that this starts off like the first thing they say that stab has been rebooted. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, that's the whole premise behind this. Yeah. The fake movies within the movies, now mm-hmm. they're being rebooted. Like, I really don't know what the fuck they've done to that franchise since the fourth one. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the fourth one. I even quite enjoyed the fifth one. Okay. But they're getting a little too fucking meta with shit and going way above what they need to be fucking no they're they're trying to kill off the franchise and also kill off the franchise between oh they are definitely killing off the franchise it needs to die they're doing it fucking perfectly i'll tell you that i really want to know what that movie scotty was talking about today was that he he thinks it was called haven Mm. that kind of sounded interesting Oh, the one where he's saying it's like five different stories at one time yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's not a so good. So I'm kind of curious to see what that's about. Mm. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way to search for it. But if I happen to come across it, yeah, I'll give it a watch. Because he definitely seemed excited about telling us about it. Well, yeah. So. And he showed us that one was like everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, that is fucking insane i haven't you know uh watched it yet straight through but the shit that i did see was like yeah this looks like a blast yeah that is i I can't even put into words Mm -hmm. the the brief like when he first showed us that one sequence i didn't know what the fuck to say it's like you can't and having to watch the movie in its entirety (laughs) i still don't know what the fuck to say yeah um that would be a fun one to cover on this, mm. but it's kind of hard when I legit don't know what the fuck to say about it. We'd have to watch like a dozen times and be like, okay, this is what we think. Right. <laughs> These are the things that we've come up with. So let's go ahead, take a listen to the trailer. We'll give the synopsis to Silent Night, Deadly Night, and we'll get right into the review. Synopsis. Saint Nicholas soon 
would be there. In 1971, five-year-old Billy Chapman and his family visit a nursing home in Utah where his catatonic grandfather stays. When Billy's parents leave the room, his grandfather suddenly awakens and tells Billy to fear Santa Claus as he punishes the naughty. On the way back home, a criminal dressed in a Santa suit who had just robbed a liquor store and killed the store owner attempts to carjack the family. As Billy's father tries to drive away, the criminal shoots him dead and then sexually assaults Billy's mother before slashing her throat with a switchblade. Billy flees and hides, leaving his baby brother Ricky in the car. Three years later, in December 1974, eight-year-old Billy and four-year-old Ricky are celebrating Christmas in an orphanage run by Mother Superior, a strict disciplinarian who beats children who misbehave and considers punishment to be a good thing. Sister Margaret who has sympathy, sympathizes with the children, tries to help Billy, but he is regularly punished anyways. On Christmas, the orphanage invites a man in a Santa suit to visit the children. Billy, forced to sit on his lap by Mother Superior, punches the man before fleeing to his room in horror. Ten years later, in the spring of 84, Billy turns 18, leaves the orphanage for a normal life and obtains a job as a stock boy at a local toy shop with the support of Sister Margaret. At the store, he develops a crush on his co-worker Pamela. He has sexual thoughts which are often interrupted by morbid vision of his parents' murders. On Christmas Eve, the employee who plays the store Santa Claus is injured, and Billy's boss, Mr. Sims, makes him take his place. After the store closes, the staff has a Christmas party. Billy's still in Santa Claus suit, tries to have a good time, but keeps having memories of his parents' murders, causing him to feel depressed. He sees his co-worker Andy making out with Pamela, and they walk into the back stock room. Billy walks after them and sees Andy trying to rape Pamela. This triggers his insanity. He hangs in Andy with a string of Christmas lights, and uttering that punishment is good, murders Pamela with a box cutter. Next, Billy murders Mr. Sims and his manager, Mrs. Randall. Sister Margaret discovers the carnage and returns to the orphanage to seek help. Billy breaks into a nearby house where a young couple named Denise and Tommy are having sex and a little girl named Cindy is sleeping. He impels Denise on a set of deer antlers and throws Tommy through a window. 
When this awakens Cindy, Billy asks if she has been nice or naughty. She says nice, and Billy gives her the box cutter that he had just previously used earlier. After this, he witnesses bullies picking on two teenage boys and stealing their sleds, and decapitates one of the bullies with an axe. The next morning, the orphanage is secured with Officer Barnes and Captain Richards and aided by Sister Margaret, who knows that Billy has committed the murders. The deaf pastor, Father O'Brien, who dressed us in a Santa Claus outfit, is shot by Barnes, who mistook him for Billy. As Barnes continues patrolling the area, he is struck in the chest by Billy's axe. Billy confronts Mother Superior, now in a wheelchair. She taunts Billy due to her disbelief in Santa Claus, and just as he prepares to kill her, Richard shoots him in the back. Billy drops to the floor, then utters to the children, you're all safe now, Santa Claus is gone, before dying from his injuries. A 14-year-old, Ricky, coddly staring at Mother Superior, utters naughty as credits roll. So we'll just start off with the basics. What do you think of this movie? I really liked it, man. Um, it was, it was, it was a bit of a well, well done step up of kind of some of the other shit that we've been watching. I mean, it, in its own way. Um, so you said it came out in eighty four, nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty four. I remember watching this over at a friend's house for his birthday. He was older than I was, um, but uh, as a sleepover, just a bunch of little kids, and. I watched it on VHS, so oh, I yeah. watched this shit when I was like five, dude. Like five or six is when I saw this. I believe that. I believe um, that. It was crazy. Um, seeing it now as a fucking grown ass adult, that movie's hardcore, man. Like, oh yeah, uh, we're gonna get into <clears throat> some interesting, yeah, topics about this movie. Yeah, you you can't just go straight from let's say original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then jump into this and just be like, oh yeah, that was a. It was an easy transition because it's definitely like night and day. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, they, this movie's badass. There wasn't too much that I didn't really <laughs> like. You know, the acting was so-so for a good chunk of the people, but they did a really good job of making it just just like 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 scary. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like more like, like eerie and creepy, yes, but it was just scary. You know? Well, like even when just, the movie opens up and they, after the parents leave the room to talk with the doctor... And Billy's grandpa comes out of his catatonia. Granted, the actor playing the grandfather <laughs> is camping it the fuck up. Yeah. But it works in mm. this movie because this movie is campy. It's kind of exploitation-y. Acting is going to be drastically over the top on it. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, in a movie like this, I respect over the top camp. Like we discussed when we talked about uh, Night of the Demons. Mm -hmm. You expect it to have some camp in it. You want some cheese in there. Yeah. You're not looking for Shakespearean fucking performances. Yeah. You're just looking for some. And like the grandfather is legitimately creepy. Like the way he laughs and says, if you see Santa Claus tonight, you better run, boy. You <laughs> <Yeah>. better run. <laughs> he was badass. Yeah. And <clears throat> didn't give a fuck about terrifying a fucking little fucking boy. If anything, he was looking forward to Like that was his intention. Um, speaking of Night of the Demons, when they were doing the... Um, uh the trailer for this one yeah yeah. that yeah. guy that does the trailer for it um that's the same dude isn't it 
Back in the 80s, there was literally like only two or three guys mm-hmm. that were doing voiceovers for trailers back then. So chances are it was the exact Sounds like same the same guy. guy. Yeah. It's very, very possible. Yeah. And more than likely. Um, so after the Santa, Santa psychopath killer kills the store clerk, they see him stranded, quote unquote, on the side of the road. What do you think of this sequence? Well, I do kind of have to start off by saying this may or may not be the lost story of my great or maybe just my Uncle Billy that we don't talk about because it was a Chapman. (laughs) 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 Oh, Billy, Billy. Yeah. like We don't talk. Honestly, like when I first saw this movie and it's even more so with the original footage restored back into it. Mm. This movie's very rapey. Yeah, very rapey. Very rapey. <laughs> Aggressively rapey. Yeah, and they have no issues not shying away from ext- like nudity at yeah. all. And the idea, or like the, the idea that the, the children are witnessing all of this shit yeah. happen to, like this exposure to these kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was a. a I'll say a ballsy choice. So, Very bold. Okay, so does that make for a justifying backstory of little Billy and then him going and becoming, you know, murder claws? I say yes, but I think this movie, not so much. Too many movies use that kind of backstory as a crutch. Mm, yeah. And don't know how to get past said crutch. And they just fucking milk the hell out of it. Well, right, because it's hard to come maybe off as like original because someone might shit on it if it sucks or like too far fetched. Yeah, it's just like stick with something basic. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally keep it simple, stupid, mm. bare bones, straight to the point storytelling. And I like the fact that they keep flashing back to the night that the parents were murdered. Mm-hmm. The fact that that is deeply deeply embedded in billy's brain and everything triggers it yeah um so when they get to the orphanage immediately mother superior is a fucking cunt oh the worst she's like i i've known nuns in my day oh yeah and none were as big a bitch as this character was written yeah she had like the most immediate like severe franklin energy that I think we've seen so far. Yeah. And like she punishes. Sure. Billy left his room when he wasn't supposed to. But sister Margaret is the one that told him to. Yeah. Come help us build a snowman. Mother Superior is only looking out for your best interest. Then Billy comes across two more people fucking in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Looks through a peephole, sees that Mother Superior comes up, and then she beats fucking Billy for looking through the peephole. He had no idea what the hell he was going to see. But it's because he left his room. Yeah. It wasn't because of what he saw. I think she like, that's kind of like the I disclaimer. Think it was bo- both. Oh. Because she uses that as what you did and what you witnessed, that was naughty. Leaving your room, that was also naughty. So she's still two naughties deep. <laughs> yeah, now he's got to get a fucking belt and uh. yeah, and I think it's hilarious. She steals the dudes who's fucking the girl 
belt from his pants and just keeps the belt. Oh, yeah. No, she's like, this was a gift to me. You know, uh, I get to beat you, first of all. And now I get to take this, this is, is my mine. gift of righteous vengeance. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. <laughs> Hell hath no fury like the belt of a nun. So all this crap goes on. I love the scene where fucking they're trying to force Billy to sit on Santa's lap and he just fucking cold cocks his Oh my ass. God, dude. I don't see how they think that was going to be a good idea for old Billy, man. <clears throat> Mother Superior knows best. <laughs> yeah. And I, like I said, I think we all have met someone like that in our in our lifetime at some point in time. And yeah, nine times out of ten, they're completely fucking wrong. So pretty much after that whole sequence, we cut to, I think it's ten years later. Yeah, ten years later, where Billy's all grown up, kind of muscular. And this is where every like the the tone of the movie takes a shift. Um, now before we continue further into discussing like scene by scene shit, mm-hmm. um, a little backstory on this movie. Okay. This, uh, the movie opened up the same weekend as the original A Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh. Um, this movie was actually in twice as many theaters Whoa. as Nightmare was released in. And it was actually beating nightmare on elm street in the box office holy fuck but this movie was the most con like the controversy when this movie came out Mm -hmm. it is of an epic fucking proportion really oh fuck yes there was literally a group and i have it written down what is it this group was formed citizens against movie madness <laughs> okay let's do this come on these parents were protesting and picketing theaters <laughs> because they were not happy okay. that santa claus was depicted as an axe murderer fuck yeah despite fucking 10 or 12 years earlier tells from the crypt did the exact same thing in the original hammer film there was an old 70s Tell Us Crypt movie that I will show you someday. Um, and just four years prior to this movie coming out, you had Christmas Evil, mm-hmm. which had the exact same thing. A psychopathic killer dressed in a Santa suit. Yeah, but were they as like had as much like a rapiness in it? And like, I mean, like I said, this is kind of like a little more extreme. And I haven't seen those oh, other yeah, ones. It but is extreme. This one pushes but the boundaries. They were literally pissed off because the ad campaigns depicted Santa coming down a chimney with an axe and shit like this. Kids were getting scared of Santa. Turn the fucking station off if your kid's getting scared. Explain to your kid that it's a movie, not fucking real. Just tell be them, like, a fucking parent. Just be like, look, kids, we can't prove that Santa's not gonna be like that one day. So it's probably best just to be weary. Like even like the renowned, I put that in quotes, critics Siskel and Ebert, they joined the protest, telling the writer, director, and producing team, "Shame on you! You people have nothing to be proud of with this movie. What? You are an abomination." Wow. Like it got to such an epic point. Like the picketers were standing in front of the theaters asking patrons to sign a petition. Uh, Phil Donahue, if you remember Phil Donahue, yeah, he dedicated an entire hour show 
to the controversy of this fucking movie. Was it controversy or was it just because uh, it was going up against Nightmare and Nightmare? It was literally bitchy ass housewives in suburbia pissing and moaning because somebody made a scary movie with Santa as the main villain. That's literally what it was about. And these idiots won. This movie was pulled from theaters its second weekend. That's fucking bullshit. This movie was pulled from theaters its second weekend. No one saw it again until it was released on VHS. Oh, man. The power of the idiots. And this movie was shot for uh, $750,000. K-84. In, mm-hmm. in that short time that it was in theaters, the movie grossed just domestically because it was never released in theaters internationally Mm -hmm. 2.9 million dollars wow in the short amount of time it was in theaters if this movie would have been allowed Uh to stay its entire run in the movie theaters this movie could have easily brought in over 20 million dollars wow but because fucking mousy housewives who have nothing to Nothing better to do than piss and moan and talk out of their cunt. Don't you think, though, that like, okay, Christmas comes once a year and like the children being scared of like a crazy uh, murderous, you know, happy go lucky Santa. He was pretty cheery in my eyes. Um, But your children have to sleep every fucking night. And if they saw a movie, this dude comes into your dreams and your nightmares and fucking... But that's the thing, they didn't see the movie. They saw a damn trailer. I I just hate the world of censorship. Yeah. And too many fucking people abuse it. So because it's hard for us to mm, justify a fair version of censorship, should there just be no censorship at all? Would that make it easier? When it comes to the media... No, it's freedom of speech, freedom. Now, granted, every movie has to be submitted to the MPA. Mm. Let them decide. And like I said, this movie was rated X originally. They went through multiple cuts to warrant this movie an R rating. So like the MPAA gave them instructions of exactly what they had to do. Well, they never say exactly what they have to do. They give notes. And they hint. And then all passive they aggressive go back and in the editing bay and they make cuts and resubmit until they get an R rating. Mm. If this movie was okay enough for the MPAA to drop the X rating and give it an R, that's the only amount of censorship that should have been done. Because the people that were bitching about this movie... They didn't give a fuck about the rapiness. It was literally the Santa, Santa Claus. With that an is axe. the only goddamn reason. Yeah. <laughs> then they should at least watch it so they could have had a lot more like way doper reasons. Cause you know, just oh, yeah. whatever they saw in the trailer I was like, dude, that was nothing. Give it give it a watch. Like Come within on. the first ten minutes of the movie, the fucking the the first killer Santa tries to rape Billy's mom. And then you have the second attempted rape with fucking Pamela and Andy. And like, like, just a lot of really great guys just in this movie, just trying to just really be a nice, you know, gentleman, you know, to these women. 
And um, I, like, I think it's hilarious that nobody bitched about that. Yeah. I think Phil Donahue even made that point because I remember uh, digging up the footage from that episode. Yeah. And he even said it like, because he had a bunch of the Citizens Against Movie Madness as guests on the show. And he points that out. He's like, how come you're complaining about a killer Santa, but you're not upset about the amount of nudity in this movie, the forceful rapiness of the movie. And they had, well, our kids didn't see that. Your kids didn't see the movie either. They, they just saw a fucking trailer. And if you remember what trailers were like back in the fucking eighties, there wasn't even a single clip from this movie. Yeah. The trailer would just use like a fucking like showed Santa, like, Axe coming in the hand uh, screen and then walking toward a chimney and going down it. And the last thing you see is the axe going down the chimney. What about did they do the um, animated blood for the Silent Night, Deadly Night in the trailer? Because now I, that's showing no, blood was no, like, you no. know, Christmas. They literally just used the same font that they used on the, the VHS box art. That mm. bloody shit is only on the intro, in, in the intro film. The movie. Okay. At least I believe that's what it was. Because I was it's been a long time since I've watched the trailer. I could have seen that like triggering some Karen's out there and shit, but huh, people bitch just a bitch because that's just what we do. Yeah. We're fuck everything. <laughs> so what'd you think of now we're getting back into the movie review portion of do this? It. Um what'd you think of the character of Mr. Sims? Um Let's see here. Which one is Mr. Sims? He was the store owner. Um, oh, you know, I was trying to decide if his acting acting was getting better while he was pretending to be drunk. Um, I just think that might have maybe that was the campiness, right? Oh, yeah. I think maybe he's a better actor, but that was just how his character was written. So if that's true, I think he did a good job. He's, yeah, he was like, entertaining enough. He, he is a really good actor mm -hmm. and he was definitely camping it up for this okay. one, along with everybody else. But I like I'll like, have to show you the ep I think it was called uh, Only Sin Deep. <laughs> he was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Okay. He is legit creepy as hell in this movie or in the, that episode. And so he does have good acting chops. I will say he is a very unfortunate looking man. <laughs> I'm sorry for being that brash about it, but yeah he's a nice guy just not nice on the eyes his character was fun though honestly he, he oh, added yeah. to it you know yeah and like that was my my pet peeve ever since the first time i saw this movie i understand why he kills andy because he's trying to rape pamela and that's naughty and then pamela gets mad at him for saving her from being raped that didn't make any sense at all and apparently that is naughty and punishment <laughs> is good. So Billy takes her out. But what did Sims Sims do? Nothing. Just collateral damage, I guess. Right? Yeah, he was literally made wrong place, wrong yeah. time. Yeah, you're dead by association. Because he hadn't even found the dead bodies. He didn't even know that the other two were dead. Yeah. Ms. Randall. Yeah. She found all the fucking first finds Sims and then finds the other two. And then apparently she's naughty because she attacks Billy, <laughs> steals his axe, tries to get out. And I love the fact that there's just a random bow and arrow set inside this toy store. 
and he just and it was real it wasn't a fucking toy yeah. that maybe that's how shit was back well, like then. i said i remember fucking oh, yeah. people getting bow and arrow yeah. sets as fucking christmas Long gifts back in those shit. days yeah. yeah oh god throw them up in the air and see if you can get out of the way in time yeah you want to thin out the herd you play with those at the park for like 20 minutes that's just fucking darwinism yeah, darwinism it. at its fucking core <laughs> what comes up must come oh, <laughs> oh shit Oh. <laughs> am i supposed to move before it lands or yeah. move after it lands if he did it to himself as a concerted a murder weapon am i allowed to move it because technically we're like two points away from winning so you know <laughs> he we're gonna keep playing fuck it right. leave, his, leave his body there we'll move our shit around <laughs> so now billy leaves the toy store sister margaret because Billy was nice enough not to lock the strap, walks right in, sees Mrs. Randall, and knows the harsh truth that Billy has indulged in his fucking the, the darkness that's been in him since the night he saw his parents murdered. Uh, that's the best way I can put it. It could be more of a light. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Before we even get to those scenes, uh, in regards to the acting, uh, when... Oh no, that's further. That's further down along the lines. Which one? When the boyfriend discovers the carcass. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's way further down. My bad. My my brain jumped way fucking ahead. (laughs) Oh, not way fucking ahead. That's pretty much coming up right now. Yeah, okay. Because that's the very next sequence. Um, We go to Denise and Tommy's. Denise is babysitting a little girl named Cindy. Her and her boyfriend Tommy are fucking on a pool table. Yeah, get that. That. I still have issues with that. You don't fuck with a man's pool table. <laughs> yeah. You don't fuck on a man's pool table. <laughs> yeah. But the felt feels so nice. <laughs> it um, stains so bad. <laughs> but here we get the second movie that we've watched with Linnea Quigley. Nice. Um, I don't think she's as over the top as she was as Suzanne in Night of the Demons. Yeah, she's a little more weathered. But she definitely gets her fucking Season. tits out in this one. Yeah. Still like, looking great. <laughs> and I like when uh, Cindy wakes up and like, we're doing homework and go back to bed. Otherwise, Santa ain't going to come. <laughs> then she thinks she hears a cat's collar jingle at the front door. She is currently completely topless wearing white panties. That's it. She jumps off the pool table, grabs a pair of shorty shorts. And that's it. She's not. She was concerned about the underwear, but not concerned about walking upstairs, completely bare fucking chested, opening up a front door where there's fucking snow outside. It gives zero fucks at all. Well, not only that, she was putting her shirt back on with the fear of the little girl coming down and seeing them, her like that or whatever. But then... You're right, doesn't put her shirt back on at all. No. Just goes right the fuck upstairs as if, like, what was there to hide in the first place? Yeah, so she opens the door. A cat finally comes in, but not before Billy comes up and says, Naughty, punish. Yes. She slams the door. He breaks through the door. And then we get one of the most iconic scenes in early 80s, <laughs> in my mm-hmm. opinion, where he literally picks her ass up carries her over to a fucking deer head mounted on the wall and very, very slowly 
impels her straight through. Yeah, double hornet. <laughs> and it like they definitely push her real slow and they they milked the, that scene. That was I'd say that was pretty gruesome, I think, for Oh yeah. You know, that you know. like I said, a, a big chunk of that was that funky looking footage because they had a cut. Yeah. A huge chunk of that. That's why I'm happy for DVD and Blu-ray, because we finally get those scenes cut back into the goddamn movie. All <laughs> right, make it because good on again. VHS, <laughs> that shit was not on it. Yeah. You never saw it. There that was no shit. special features at the end of the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you watch full moon movies. They had a full like video magazine oh. at the end of every VHS. Tight. I didn't um, know that. They were ahead of their times. <laughs> well, we're grateful for it. Um, so now Tommy comes in, and this is what you were alluding to a minute ago, so I'll let you take it away. When he comes in and he, for some reason, I don't know, when I would have walked into that room of a big, a chick hanging up from the deer rack would have been the first fucking thing I saw. Well, especially that was when awful. you're walking straight, straight toward at, her. Yeah. And, and then when he saw it, he was almost just like, it wasn't even bothered at all that there was clearly a chick hanging there. At first, to me, see, I've always called jerk. that horror movie logic. Mm. If the viewers can't see it on screen, the characters in the movie can't see it. Either. You mean they have no peripherals? Essentially, well, like how many times? How many times does a killer jump out from right in front of somebody? <laughs> like Jay's or Halloween Two, good fucking example. Uh, the opening sequence: this girl is walking in, walks through the door into a living room wide open living room makes about three feet then all of a sudden michael jumps up straight from the fucking ground and stabs her in the fucking neck <laughs> you would have seen somebody crouch down there no <laughs> no not when you're a demon of the night like <laughs> like michael like, i know so many fucking movies that that crap happens at yeah like, it is fucking retarded but They've been doing it for fucking since the late 70s. It's a trope in fucking horror movies, and I'm sure they're going to be doing it for another fucking 40 fucking years. I feel like they did kind of try to mock the old the old Michael there uh, when he lifts the dude with one hand and chokes him out with the um, oh, with the Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, you know, just a small minor little tribute maybe. Who knows? Well, like, I understand that Billy was a big, strong kid, grew up drinking Drinking his bone building fucking milk. Uh, but yeah, come on. He's not superhuman. He wouldn't have that kind of fucking strength. At least I don't think. I don't think he'd have that kind of strength in one arm to Dude, do that. He took a fucking poker to the dome, to the face, even, and yeah, there was no cut. That's true. If you've ever touched like a goddamn um, fireplace poker, they're heavy as shit. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, and you get one swung at your fucking face, I'm pretty sure your nose would have came right the fuck out. <laughs> he was see, even I would have to see that. Yeah, and they had the, I mean, you know, they're, they're special. Do you think that that was um, like a bitch to do? To that do the, the slow scene, the slow like fucking impaling scene? Like that's, <sighs> is that costly? Is that? Well, it's costly because they have to build a dummy torso that they can impel through um, fucking deer antlers. while she's like right there too right because they don't they don't put it in like post right i would imagine she's well, got to like be scene where you actually see it going through that's literally just probably about yay tall piece of torso mm -hmm. so when you see her hung up on the antlers 
She's literally probably, sta- I'm going to guess she's standing on an apple box, mm. which is just literally something you use to elevate somebody or like to hold a light or some shit like that. And the antlers coming out of her are applied to her with foam latex prosthetics. Mm. So the most costly part would be making one, the full fake torso that completely gets impelled through and through. Right. Okay. And then to make the appliances that attach to the actual actress. Damn. And actually, it probably was a lot more costly back then than it would be now because things have gotten a lot easier in special effects over the years. Right. As opposed to getting harder. I don't know, dude, because like you said, this was 750000 That was it? Yep. Because we've watched a couple other things where, let's say this is 84. Uh, what was Hellraiser? Hellraiser was eighty-eight thousand. Oh, money-wise, yeah. Like, what did it cost to make that one? I, I just feel like I they. Believe I still have the notes. with what they did. Um, well, I, uh, Hellraiser was two hundred uh, three hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, so they had a little bit more to fuck with, and okay, they 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 killed it figuratively and literally. So it was was pretty badass. It's it's not for the faint though. Like if you're yeah, and just jump into. I don't know where they. I didn't look it up where they shot this movie. Mm -hmm. Where Utah? It looked like Utah or maybe Colorado. It very well could have because they they visit the grandpa in a place that is in Utah. Mm -hmm. But and depending on the time of the year that they shot the movie, if there's not snow on the ground, they have to produce snow on the ground. Oh, shit. So that can get very costly. Even if you're using real snow and then you're having it like brought, brought in, in mm-hmm. that costs a fucking yeah, arm and a leg. Ass. I figured they probably just filmed on set, dude. I bet it was like Utah or something. It had to the be. The mountains and shit look like. Yeah, you know. because I literally don't, don't think there was a single. No, there wasn't a single set built for this movie. Everything was shot on actual physical locations. That store was a real toy store. Mm-hmm. All the houses were really houses and all that shit. Um, like the orphanage was an abandoned schoolhouse. So that was a legit full on building. Lo- location. That was there, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They just retrofitted it to look like a fucking church orphanage. <laughs> Uh, I would have liked to see maybe some of the other like uh, mm, some of the other children maybe get involved. Yeah, like the only one that ever pipes up about anything is his younger brother. Ricky is the only one that ever says anything. Mm -hmm. And I I don't get why. And I like like, what's wrong, Billy? Your brother's a nutcase. That's what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. There's some subtle humor, humorous parts in it that I, I really enjoyed. Yeah. What'd you think of the performance from the actress that played Mother Superior? Um, oof. I I think that if you hate the character, then they did a good job portraying their character. Yeah, and that's the only way that I've been able to kind of justify with like people that I like characters that I hate that were written that way. It's just like, okay, uh, you did a good fucking job. 
I don't right. like you at all. I want you to die like now. <laughs> I want you to die like yesterday. Yeah. I want you to die, get resuscitated, and then be murdered again. Um, <laughs> but she did a killer-ass job. You know, you, you fucking hated her. Um, My biggest issue with it's not even her character. It's the actress. Herself. You don't like her as a person? No. Because mm-hmm. she was one of the people that spoke out against this movie. That she was in? Yeah. She got paid mm-hmm. to fucking and act in the movie. And then she was bad-mouthing the movie. Oh, my God. Like, the... I don't remember his name, but the actor that plays 18-year-old Billy, mm-hmm. he also actively wanted nothing to do with this movie on upon its release. He was telling his friends and family to avoid it, telling the public to avoid this movie. It wasn't until he was invited to it was either 25th or 30th anniversary screening of this movie mm-hmm. where he went, saw it with a crowd, and realized what this movie is and since then now he's fully embracing silent night deadly night he's going to fucking horror cons making appearances doing signings doing panels but it took 30 fucking years for him to get behind his first movie because this was the first one movie he ever started did it blow up his career after well i imagine because this movie did so badass right in the box office and all that noise Yes, but, but did get he thought taken it was out. going to destroy his career because of all the controversy. Yeah, behind it. did he end up like saying why he was backing up, like you know, shitting on it at first because he was ag- trying to. His survive. words were that he agreed that it shouldn't have been centered entirely around a killer being dressed as Santa Claus. It should have been more focused on the punishment of the Billy character. Uh, and I cannot get behind that one. You need someone to enforce the punishment. Yes. And that would be Santa. Yes. Yes. So I'm happy that he's now on board with the film and Mm -hmm. now supports the film. Yeah. The fucking Mother Superior, pretty sure her old bitch ass is fucking dead, so... Rest in peace. It was just his interns, maybe like could have went below, uh, ballistic, or maybe the helper elves. Like, okay, if it's not Santa and it's called Silent Night, Deadly Night, that sounds pretty Christmassy to me. So we're gonna need some. Maybe the reindeers get all rabid and start fucking eating people <laughs> or something. I'd get behind that. I'd get yeah, behind that. Their horns get all like crazy sharp, and they just start impaling motherfuckers. And he just goes on like a rampage. I'd be, I'd be cool with that. Maybe there's zombie reindeers flying around and fucking people up. The person that actually really surprised me in this movie was the actress that played uh, Sister Margaret. I re- actually liked her performance. Mm-hmm. Didn't think it was. Didn't think it was over the top. Wasn't campy. She did come off as legitimately sympathetic to Billy. Mm-hmm. Sad thing is, this is the one and only movie that lady ever did. She never acted again. She appears in Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, but that's archive footage from this movie. Wow, so it doesn't count. So she legit only acted in this movie, and that was it. This was the start and the end. Hmm, Now she's a stripper or something? (laughs) I have no fucking clue. (laughs) I think it would actually be kind of cool to, for like like 
because the one that they have out here in Glendale is called the Mad Monster Party. I would like to see a fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night reunion with a bunch of the fucking actors, the directors, just to do a panel at the convention. Um, Off topic, I did see they just announced Robert England for this upcoming uh, Mad Monster Party in July. Robert England plays Freddy Krueger. That's who I thought. That was my little brain functioning. All right. Uh, That's going to be sick. And I think you'd get a kick out of Horcon if you've never been. Like, I know you've been to Comic-Con. Yeah. That ain't nothing compared to a fucking Horcon. Yeah. And I, and I always saw the flyers and shit for the Horcons. I just never went because I was like, I don't really know too much about it. Yeah. And I guess I kind of went to learn. Um, oh, don't worry. We will get you there, my young Padawan. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a blast. I'm super stoked to go to any and all of them, man. Um, so now after... After uh, dumbass Tommy finds fucking Denise, he gets fucking hurled <laughs> through that fucking glass. And he took a lot of that window with him, embedded in his face and fucking stomach. Like, there was some huge shards of that pane of glass. Yeah, he got impaled like a motherfucker. He got fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, he straight just chucked that bitch. You know what? You need to get the fuck out this window. Wee. <laughs> yeah. So the next sequence is the fucking sled sequence. Oh, and yeah. That was kind of rough. I'm going to say this. That is the worst acting scene mm-hmm. in the entire fucking... All four actors are god fucking awful on that and scene. And it's almost like they were trying to be campy, but it was not It did it not come all. across mm-hmm. as camp. It no. came across as crap. It was <laughs> god awful bullshit, yeah. Um, <laughs> you can tell they're having troubles with those sleds getting them did down they, the hills. Did they look like... The age of somebody that would be riding that a was fucking the f- sled. That was the first thing that popped in my head when I saw these. I was like, dude, these are. And then I was trying to put myself in their shoes. But like, all right, I, you know, I'm a grown ass man. Would I go down a slide, you know, in the sled and shit? Yeah, probably. If I'm but, drunk off my ass. Yeah, that's a good point. Or naked, maybe. Living. Just to do it. Um, But yeah, that was the first thing that popped in my head was like, these guys are not within the range of age to be. <laughs> Let's go down this fucking cool. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be the first day out. And then you have two say. bullies show up that look older than they are. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty damn old. They look like they were yeah. in their fucking 30s. Yeah. And then, like, the one kid after they steal the fucking sleds, he goes down. The hill's, one, not even steep enough to get any fucking speed. He's having to finish by, like, mm-hmm. pushing she- with his arms at the end. I did like when the kid is going down the hill. Billy jumps out in front of him and yells naughty and cuts his fucking head off. You know that that has happened, but we have not seen it yet. All we see is a reinserted, deleted scene of a sled coming down. And as it gets closer, you realize that the body has no fucking head. Then we get a cut to the actual theatrical fucking footage and the heads rolling down behind. Yeah. I love sequences like that. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love sequences like that. Um, And I'm trying to, we watched it twice this week. I've watched it fucking four times. I honestly cannot remember what happened to the other kid. Did he just get whacked with the ax too? Like we literally just watched this and does he run off? I thought, I think he runs off, right? See, I am completely blanking so on that. So the head right comes now. rolling down. He's like, oh shit. And then. Oh, I think he does end up running into 
Uh, he gets axed. He runs and he gets axed in the chest. I, yeah. Right. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. And then it's uh, down the stairs and shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's later. That's the cop. God damn it. Um. Fuck but I memory. do think he does get fucking hit. I'm pretty damn sure. But um, I want to backtrack a little bit back to the Denise and Tommy house. As Billy's leaving the house, little Cindy Lou, who, who's no more than two, wakes up. <laughs> I'm um, going to murder you. Um, I love the fact that he asks, have you been naughty or nice? And he's questioning her, are you sure? Are you sure? And then when he uh, believes that she's been nice. He gives her the box cutter that he just fucking gutted fucking Pamela with. That was badass, by the way. <laughs> and I love the look on the child's face. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> What's this red stuff on it? I, this, it isn't a, this isn't a Christmas gift. Where's my Barbie? And I just love the fucking smile mm. that Billy gives because he's so fucking pleased with himself. Yeah. That he made this little girl's night. <laughs> Man, when he snaps, because you can kind of see like it all slowly build up and then he just oh, like yeah. it just like, flips that switch. And I I'll give that guy fucking props. He did he, a good job being he, a fucking crazy man. And he facial expressions yeah, uh-huh. and physical motions like the, the tremors, the mm-hmm. trembling. Yeah. You legitimately could feel his uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. And is fighting so damn hard to push those impulses down, push those impulses down until he sees Andy trying to rape Pamela. And that's the straw that breaks the camel's back. You start getting more flashbacks of Santa trying to rape his mother, mm-hmm. kills, kills the mother, and we get to see the fucking throat slit. So that actor did a very good job portraying all those emotions yeah and then he kind of i think tried to go with the facelessness of like maybe what michael was mm-hmm. you know except you know, obviously they use a mask but he just his face just goes dead and he's just there's nothing oh, behind oh, his yeah. eyes anymore like he's just gone you first see him as an 18 year old he has a completely different look to him mm-hmm. like completely different he's got light in his eyes He's always smiling, loves to talk to people, help kids, picking them up and doing all this shit. We like the first time you see the glimmer of darkness is when Mr. Sims is unrolling the Merry Christmas banner and he sees a picture of Santa Claus. That's the first like stutter step with him. But that actor did a phenomenal job on both sides of the coin, the the homicidal side. And the non-homicidal side. Well, actually, I'm going to say there's not three sides to the coin, but those two sides of the coin, then the coin in general, where the transition between the two, like it was seamless. Mm -hmm. Even though that seamless transaction happens pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. Like when he sees fucking Andy doing what he's doing, like he just punished, goes at him. And he gets a super strength hit. Yeah. Time to do this and murder. So we just killed them. So now it's the following morning. And I will say this. Like, he's walking up the fucking road. There's a cop coming behind him. He runs off the road. And just like he did when he was a fucking kid trying to run away from the man that killed his family. He goes a whole two feet off the fucking side of the road. And that guy couldn't fucking see him through that fucking thin ass brush. Yeah, we're learning that the cops in most of these movies like got fucking well, they suck at their the, job. Not the just sheriff the cop. drove by him, yeah. right? 
But at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. And the murderous guy the couldn't. Murder couldn't see three feet in fucking front of him. No. And a completely like thin patch of fucking, not even grass. It was like just fucking dead branches. Like, see, it's stuff like that that pisses me off. Yeah. Like I said, it's like they don't have the peripherals, whether it's in front of you, to the side of you. Your vision is pretty much just like a little square, like a little tube. So now you get the fucking classic trope of the reports gone out for the cops to bring in the killer in the Santa suit. Yes. So anytime a cop sees a person in a Santa suit, it's a killer. We first see we see a Santa Claus going up to a second story window with a ladder. And I knew for a fact that that wasn't Billy because where the hell would he have gotten the ladder? And he wasn't carrying an axe in his hand. So we as the viewers knew that that was not Billy and it was just another fucking throwaway scene. He threw the axe through the window prior to putting up the the ladder. Oh, but you know what though? Uh, that guy did kind of like a pretty creepy approach up to those kids that was supposed to be, you know, oh daddy, why would he be doing the creepy hand towards his kids? Yeah, even like the way the wife looked at him, it was like, is this like, are they divorced and he's not supposed to be yeah, there? Yeah, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but pretty much all that scene is for is to make the deputies look stupid. Okay. That way, the scene where they shoot deaf Father O'Brien, more plausible. That was so great. And like, what cop in their right mind would open fire? I don't care if you, it, even if it was the fucking killer. Mm hmm. No cop would open fire in direct line of fucking little kids. And they don't think they usually shoot people in the back, too. Just like they're not like allowed that. to yeah. shoot them in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone the kids. You're correct. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the kids were facing him. <laughs> well, the, the cops so, could have shot the kids. Hey, just like, look, I was aiming for the kids, but I happened to get the bad guy in the back. <laughs> yeah. So poor, poor deaf priest gets off. Never heard it coming. <laughs> man that was so great that and the, the 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 comic the humor shit that was in this was like pretty subtle um kind of dry but it was yeah i I barely laughed when i heard that one oh, that yeah. was fucking awesome well played guys <laughs> so they hurl father o'brien away take the kids into the house they start singing christmas carols and apparently those are some made up ass Christmas carols aren't even oh, oh that's a real God, track. They just fucking, wrote them. That stupid fucking song that they play throughout this entire movie that's more annoying than Halloween 3's Silver Shamrock song. So that's the one that he hears uh, while his parents are being murdered, right? Yeah, uh, they're playing the, it on the radio. Yeah. Uh, it's just in his background. Oh, God. In Santa's watching. Santa's creeping. Yeah. I'm gonna kill it. Jesus. It, like, even like the more you hear the quote unquote lyrics of that shit, that's a disturbing fucking carol for mm -hmm. fucking kids to be singing at Christmas. And I think that adds to it. You know, that's that every little bit to this movie, a lot of the sound effects that they use were menacing. The music was good. I was going to talk about yeah. that. I really liked, um, they definitely channeled a lot of the, the Halloween synth sound. Mm. Um, I don't think it was as good. This Halloween, but I'm biased. Um, oh, that's like your I favorite think movie. they did. 
they did a very nice job with the score. Um, looking forward to. I'll have you watch some of the other ones. I don't know if we're gonna. There's like maybe five some, or six, isn't there? There's a total of five in the original run plus a remake. And they call them parts. They don't even call them like it was it's just literally like, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part, part Two, one, uh-huh. Part Three, Part yeah. Four. Part Five is the one with the. It does have a subtitle, Silent Night, Deadly Night Five: The Toy Maker. Oh, and what I think is hilarious about that one. The killer Santa toy maker, and that one is played by Mickey Rooney. And Mickey Rooney, who's a huge fucking Hollywood actor, mm-hmm. was one of the people that's out spoke out against this movie and got it released from theaters, hmm. removed from theaters. Nice. So what? what? 10, 15 years later, it's okay if you do it, but not okay if they do it. Yeah, people are stupid. I don't know, but we'll get into that someday when we discuss those movies um billy shows up for some reason he has a thing against fucking snowman cuts the snowman's head off yeah gotta take it out on him fuck you snowman little kid inside the orphanage sees santa claus standing out the side the door lets billy in right as right before he's gonna kill fucking mother superior once again a cop opens fire in direct direction of fucking kids and innocence <laughs> and again shooting him in the back yeah took one um, for the team and Billy dies saying you're safe now Santa Claus is gone and then poor little Ricky pissed off because he just saw his brother get gunned down looks at Mother Superior says naughty I wish I could say that that was a buildup for an incredible, incredible sequel. Yeah. So Billy's dead. Well, okay. According to th- what we know so far, Billy is hella dead. Billy's dead. Okay. So he doesn't He's come gone back. Somewhere. He's gone. Somewhere. Okay. The second movie focuses on Ricky. Mm. Who? That movie's so fucking bad. God awful. Yeah. So god awful. You know who I think did the worst acting part was the baby in the very beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I just wasn't feeling the baby vibes on it. I really, there was no cooing, there was no crying, no real like. No, I mean that baby just. It was I don't know. Was they killed the parents? Yeah, but I mean, was it really? Billy left the kid in the fucking car. Yeah, I just wanted more out of that. My question is, what after doing all that crap to steal the fucking car? Obviously, they didn't steal the car because Billy and Ricky both. Are at the orphanage. So what the hell Santa like the dude do? Just fucking hoof it on foot? Um, see, maybe you're right. Maybe that's the off-camera shit that we missed where the baby actually carried the baby or the brother and him to safety. Um, babies have those magical powers. Yeah. In horror films. Everything is magical in horror films, is what we're learning. Everything has powers. This is true. There's, this is true. There's nothing you can do about it. Oh, and sheriffs are extremely fucking stupid. That's just a, a given. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. So overall, we discussed the score of the movie. What'd you think of the cinematography, the lighting? And all that. Aside from the obvious parts where you can, as you were saying, that they had to cut out bits and like, you know, for the. Yeah. I really wish I could have seen those stuff like remastered Mm -hmm. up and like 
had color correction done to them yeah. and everything. Other than those Man. bits, dude, uh, I really liked. Um, I feel like the lighting was uh, really helps to the creepiness and the, like the horror of the film. I mean, the movie, like I've seen before, it's, it's a it's a pretty terrifying movie. Like they they add a lot to it, and just the scene, like the cinematography was badass. The lighting was killer too. They. I, I, I tip my hat, man. These guys and killed it. What really gets me with this movie is it's hour 25 minutes, mm -hmm. but it is a fast moving yeah. hour and 25 minutes. Right. It like, <laughs> like this movie felt like it moved faster than Thanksgiving. Okay. Right or wrong. Yeah. No, they, it, it did for about an hour, an hour and 20. Yeah. This one's an hour and 25 minutes. Thanksgiving is 61 minutes. And that movie felt like it dragged. It did drag on way it, longer than this one, just because it was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, one twenty. It was a very aggressive one twenty, very progressive as well. It just kind of went through it, did it, did it, knocked it out. This is the shit. What's going oh, yeah, on? Like you you start off with brutal killing, then we taper down, taper down, taper down. But once Billy snaps. It's just body after body after body after body. It's like let's let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, get some. Yeah, he he went on the spree. It was great. Like it literally like jump starts and balls to the wall. They went one hundred percent. Yeah, we're gonna get all these kills in a short amount of time. Bing bing. We're gonna get through the rest. And I think that's why the movie actually moves so fast mm. because like the orphanage scene those. Early orphanage sequences probably dragged the the most, but it wasn't that bad. But as soon as Billy is eighteen, the movie flies. Yeah, because it's literally when you first see Billy as an eighteen year old, we get a montage sequence with really interesting songs, <laughs> um, and it leads us right up to from spring to Christmas. And from then on, it's legit. It's just cookie cutter, bang, bang, deck of cards. It's how many triggers can we get to get him to fucking snap? That's what I, I've picked up on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's literally like little bit, little bit, little bit. And finally, like the first time you really see him disheveled is when the store brings in the in-store Santa. Mm -hmm. And he trips over the display and everything. Pamela says... Don't worry, I'll straighten this up. I'll pick it up for you. And as Billy walks off, she goes the complete opposite direction, having no intentions of picking it up, <laughs> which I thought was fucking great. Um, Sinner. But I I love everything that they did with this movie, the look of it. The director had a great eye for what he wanted, mm. wasn't afraid to push buttons. And I like a writer-director who's not afraid to push buttons. Because if you're afraid of pissing off one person in an audience, then you're going to be worried about pissing off two people in an audience. And then you're going to self-censor yourself. Yeah, fuck all that. And I'm a firm believer in what comes on the page the first time around. Don't sugarcoat it down. If you go over the top, and unfortunately, if you go over the top rapey, Leave it that way. Do not tame it down. Do not censor it. Yeah. Don't, go, go full rape. Don't self-censor yourself. Yeah, go full rape hard. 
Uh, I would. Do you would you think that it's fair to say that Billy was probably the strongest actor in this? Oh fuck yeah, yeah. And he was the one that like besides yeah, that's what sucks. Uh, that's Sister why, Margaret. That's what's bumming me out. Is and why she he, was probably the second best fucking act. Yeah, actor in this mm-hmm. movie. So the two people that had never done anything before were the best fucking actors in the movie. And then they the ones that boycotted too, right? They were being all shitty about it. Well, uh, Billy, yes. Uh, Sister Margaret, no. It was Mother Superior. Who boycotted it? Okay. Um, I don't think fucking Sister Margaret would have boycotted anything because she just never worked again after this. <laughs> Once and I'm out. <laughs> Linnea Quigley, that's what I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably the most seasoned of the campy style actors in this movie. Um, but I still think Billy actually gives a better performance than even she does. Even though she's been in a shit ton more movies mm-hmm. than the actor who played Billy. Uh, screen time then, right? So between, I've only seen her in two movies, right? And her screen time is very minimal. So is that pretty common with her character? She doesn't have any like Depends primary on the roles. Movie. Like mm-hmm. she has a pretty decent sized role in Chopping Mall, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Mm. Like she was a go to. 80s horror yeah. actress like she was in every she had what they thing. were looking for i can tell oh yeah because she was not afraid to take her top off yeah it's on the return of living dead she goes fucking full frontal again uh just like in uh, night of the demons yeah. she had no qualms problems at all yeah, about like, doing i need shit. work want to see my bush here it is <laughs> pay me Sure, I'll put some demon masks on me. Oh, you want to hang me on some antlers? Yeah. Uh huh. Pay me. I'll ha- we'll have to do uh, Return of the Living Dead because she is really over the top in that one, mm-hmm. even more than Night of the Demons. Like, yeah, we'll get there. We have so fucking many on the I list, know, dude. It like, sucks. And we just keep adding more. Well, now that we got that list of shit that we got to chuck off on the. The sh- you know, the Plex shit, we'll be watching a lot of stuff. I'll probably, if I'm going to commit to pulling up the file or whatever, looking at it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to try anyways, you know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I don't disagree with See that. See how much shit there is. So, all in all, would you recommend this movie? And what would you rank it out of 10? I would recommend this movie. I would only recommend it to, to those who are kind of like a little bit more used uh, uh, to seeing definitely some pretty graphic stuff and not too afraid to see some pretty aggressive like rapey scenes. Um, I would probably rank it. It's a solid it's a solid seven. I, I liked it quite a bit. There was not too much I didn't like about it. Probably watch it again for sure. Recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Seven. Solid seven. I agree. I <laughs> I recommend this movie. And I would rec- recommend this movie. Rectamund. Rectamund. <laughs> I recommend parents watch this with very small children. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> because it, the, the sounds like it's going to be a fucking play on thing. Like, I'm joking. I'm not. The world is being fucking like all we're doing is breeding fucking little pussies. It's okay to show kids this movie. It is okay to show kids this movie. If you teach your kid that it is a fucking movie and it's fake. Yeah. I saw this movie way too fucking young to have seen this movie. Mm -hmm. Same. I turned out 
more or less okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, the lazy eye and everything. Uh, um, I think that you should watch this with your family all dressed as Santa. I think that'd be the only way to do it, I think. I actually did go to a screening of this in December wearing a Santa Claus suit. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Uh, You'd have to. Everybody would have to be. Or I'd be the chick that with antlers just like, you know, <laughs> just stab through me. That'd be cool. Go to spirits, get the fucking naked, the women's oh, breast mm-hmm. thing that they have and put just antlers horns, right? through it. <laughs> <laughs> and, but still just be my normal. <laughs> just have it hanging over. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, uh, but yeah, I do recommend this movie. Um, it might be the nostalgia side of me because I've watched this movie way more times than anybody I've ever met. Uh, I give it an eight. I, it's a great cult classic. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it has such a following with everything that the public and the media tried to do to this movie because they tried to bury this movie so it would never get and it immortalized it yeah and now you know a film has done something when somebody wants to remake it yeah so well usually well i don't know when someone tries to remake it has an impact when somebody wants to remake your film yeah that's all i'm saying Mm -hmm. um yeah i love this movie it's is it a work of art? No. No, it's not. It's not no. a fucking Spielberg, fucking no. Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Scorsese flick. It's a B flick from the fucking 80s. And it's definitely the best one in the original five run. Yeah. Um, it's a, would you say, so you're, it's a well done horror film. Yes, yeah. it's a well done horror film. Mm-hmm. slasher flip. slasher yeah and i'm happy they didn't shy away from obviously being controversial mm-hmm. um, because this could have been a whole different fucking movie had they had someone nipping in their ears about what they can and cannot do yeah i've heard too, so many goddamn horror stories about movies that are just butchered by caving to the MPAA, caving to executives who think that this is going too far, too far, too far. Don't underestimate your audience. Don't be afraid to push things too far. You, your audience will tell you when you push it too far. Yeah, but do you think that they had the fear of not recovering from that is, you know, why they kind of cave in? You know, like, you know, it's a good possibility. Yeah, it's a very good possibility. Being canceled back then wasn't really a fucking thing. You know what I mean? So today, I think that it's definitely imposed a lot of fear into like people holding back and and actually probably providing us with some pretty cool ass. Yeah. Music, art, comedy, like all kinds of shit. You know? Oh, I completely agree. It's a bummer. It's a tragedy straight up. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. So I definitely recommend this. Um. Anything else you would like to add about Silent Night, Deadly Night, 1984? 1984. I would have liked to have seen it in 1984 as like a teenager or something and not like as like a five or six year old or however fuck old I was. Yeah, I think um, it would have been cool to have been able to see this in the theaters for during the two week run that it had before pussies yeah. got it pulled. Seeing all the people just like, what the fuck is all that would have been so much fun, you know? Oh, 
I yeah. walked by a theater and someone tried to give me a to sign a petition to have a movie released from theaters. Yeah. I would have ripped it up. Yeah, I would have lit that guy on fire. I'd be like, sorry, bro, you're just you can't do this. And then piss on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stamping on your grave, stamping on your ashes. Fuck you, bitch. Um, yeah, totally great. Uh, solid seven. Uh, I would totally watch it again. <clears throat> um, yeah. So next week, I believe we have Jesse returning. Bitchin'. So next week, we're going to be doing Santa Slay with the legendary wrestler Bill Goldberg. Did he say he had seen that? Am I the only one who hasn't? Or No, he hadn't seen it. Okay, he just bitchin'. wanted to see it when I mentioned that. Hell Bill yeah. Goldberg in it. All right. Two so virgins. we're definitely going to do that one next week. Um, thanks, y'all, for listening. Uh, go see some horror movies and we will catch you next time yes thank you for listening as always don't forget to tune in next week and as always till next time kitties thank you for listening to this the movie pit movie review we hope you have enjoyed your time back to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The Movie Pit is produced by Ryan Boozer Johnson and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts may not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated. See you next week.